It's not what you do for your children, but what you have taught them to do for themselves that will make them successful human beings and launders. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? Today we're talking about some of the highlights from an episode of Adam Grant's podcast where he interviews Becky Kennedy. So these are two psychology majors with PhDs, kind of giants in their fields. Becky's known sort of as this parenting guru. So a wonderful discussion between two uh, really, really knowledgeable people in the psychology world and um, behavioral psychology and and childhood development and those kinds of things. So a really good discussion. I'll, of course, link the episode in the show notes if you want to hear the extended version from them. But I'm going to give you some of the highlights that I found really interesting and things I think you could take away and use as a parent. So if you're like me and you're you're raising children still um, or grandchildren or even just human interaction leadership of various forms or uh, relationship building. These are important aspects of life. So let's jump straight into it. What is a parent's job? You ever thought of that? If you don't have a job description in any job, you'll consistently be frustrated, right? So as soon as you have clarity in your role, you'll feel better and, and do better. So a lot of us as parents have never really defined what our our goals are. Uh, of course, it's to raise the child without them getting terribly injured or, or dying, right? Or um, we don't want to raise criminals, but have we gotten more clarity than that? Have we identified two, three, four, five major things that we want to accomplish as parents? Part of your job as a parent is setting boundaries for children. Ensuring safety and self-respect as well as respect for peers. She says these are some of the most important things is setting boundaries for children. Uh, The other half of your job is validation. Seeing their emotions and perception of life as real. So you can't disregard your child's emotions or feelings or thoughts or perspectives. And you know, the younger they are, the more sort of tied into the fantasy world their perspective is. And so you could, of course, argue every one of their thoughts or feelings, but to them, that's real. That's reality. So you validate what they see, what they feel, the struggles they're having, and and our struggles sort of match the age and maturity and number of things we've gone through. So there's this Harvard study that Adam references that shows a difference of perception in parents' expectations for their kids and what their kids think their parents' intentions are. So parents said their top priority for their children was to be kind, while the kids said that their parents put happiness and achievement first. So there's this gap between what we think we're doing and what they think we're doing. So probably a good discussion to have is to sort of let them know what your intentions are and try and tie those things in 
over time, right? Let them know this is why I think it's important that you behave this way or learn this lesson or obey these rules. So they reference this whole happiness thing, right? Um, A lot of parents want to make sure their kids are happy. Just want you to be happy, 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 happy. That's the main thing. And therefore, when sadness comes or upset or discouragement, they rush their kids to the next happy event. If you're doing this, you're decreasing your child's tolerance for distress. And a child's tolerance for distress is one of the key factors for a good life. Because the reality of life is that things don't always go your way. (laughs) Many things are outside of your control. You cannot make sure that you're always happy and that you avoid distress or struggle or uh, perseverance or whatever the case may be. And so gritty people tend to get more out of life and actually feel happy. If your tolerance for stress is really, really high, you can see the bright side in almost any situation. So actually it's it's important to let them sort of live their life. And when they encounter distress, just connect with them, see it, validate it, maybe walk them through it, you know, uh, relate to them, and then maybe provide some tools to sort of work through that. Maybe they just need time, but don't decrease their tolerance for distress by rushing to the next happy moment and getting that ice cream or driving them to the next city to try out for the other soccer team that they'll probably make, right? Later on, Adam says, it's more critical to not be an abusive parent than it is to be an extra loving parent. It's also more important to make sure your kids have boundaries than to give them tons and tons of autonomy. So your parent, your, your job as a parent is to sort of create this framework for your kids to operate in And you don't have to be super uber, uber involved and loving all the time, but you can't cause trauma. You can't cause bad feeling, shame, emotional abuse, physical abuse. We get wild results from abuse, uh, whereas fostering an environment for them to explore and grow on their own, they typically will model behaviors that they like and see as positive. They'll find things they enjoy. It might create a lot of creativity. In fact, um, kids with fewer rules and boundaries are more creative. So uh, the main thing is don't be an ass. (laughs) Don't be abusive. Create a safe environment and let them explore. Becky says, I believe the most important thing for a child to learn is emotion regulation skills. You learn them by absorbing them through your relationships with your caregivers. Adam asks, what are your goals as a parent to Becky? But before I I tell you what Becky said, I want you to just think for just a few seconds on like, what are your actual goals as a parent? Have you defined them? Have you thought it out? So Becky says when her kids are grown and they think back on their mom, she wants them to think that their mom really helped them feel good about who they are. She helped them figure out who they are as individuals and feel comfortable with themselves. A slightly different thing than I thought she was going to say, but a great one. Just helping them become them. A lot of parents have agendas for who their children are going to be as adults and her agenda is to help them be them. 
help them find themselves and feel comfortable with that and and explore life as an, a unique individual. Adam says mental health's a big issue with our young people and what's the advice Becky can give? She says to put the phone or devices away and connect with your kids. Everyone needs to feel seen and connected. And, you know, generations ago, people weren't looking at phones. Like you didn't ever turn to your parent or grandparent and see a phone in their face and, and get ignored because of it. Right. So put your phones away and just go connect with your children. It doesn't have to be constant and all the time, but on a regular basis, connect, connect, connect. This one, I hope I say properly. Uh, Becky says that trauma isn't just bad or difficult things happening, but bad things held alone. You know, we all go through various types and degrees of struggle, but not being able to talk about those things, not having a support system that believes you and uh, believes your perspectives, they don't validate it. Not getting any kind of validation or connection can cause bad things to become traumatic things, trauma that you carry through life as, uh, you know, something that comes up over and over and prevents you from living as you might have otherwise. She uses sports and video gaming and things like that as an example of how to coach children and teach emotional management. So anytime the feelings are bigger than the skill set to manage the behavior or outcome, it's going to come out in behavior. So when a kid's skill set is not yet great enough or developed enough to make the basket or pass the level or win the competition, uh, but their emotional level around that objective is, is high, it will come out in behavior every time. So you don't need to demonize that child's behavior around those things. Uh, you can validate it. You can say you understand. I see that, you know, you, it means a lot to you to pass that level or, you know, you really want to win that game or, you know, hit those shots or make more baskets or whatever it is. Um, so what you can do is sort of start there, validate that, but then simulate the experience and you can go out and coach them. And so a great connecting experience, coaching experience, and then a way to simulate those emotions is, yeah, you you missed a lot of shots in the game or you didn't win the game, but what could we do to do that? Okay, well, let's develop those skills. And uh, while you're out there practicing proper form shooting and proper practice and envisioning yourself in the game, you can talk them through that. So how are you going to deal with missing the next shot? So how are you going to deal with missing a shot in the game? Because it's probably going to happen, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, visualize it, talk it through. Okay. I'm working, I'm out here working, I'm getting better at shooting, but I'm still going to miss shots. The best shooters in the world miss shots. So how am I going to deal with it? Can I keep my composure and realize that not every shot goes in, but the more I practice, the more I'll make. The more I work on this, the better chance I have of overcoming that. And, and of course, what you're doing is closing the gap between their skill set and their emotional intelligence around the thing. Last thing here is when children break the rules, what do you do as a parent? <laughs> this is where parents 
lose their minds, right? I gave the rule. The kid didn't care. He disregarded the rule and he, and it ticks me off, right? So when they break your rules, what do you do? She says, first of all, remember that just simply knowing what they're supposed to do and not doing it is the exact same thing that we all do. We all know that we should get better sleep on a proper schedule. We shouldn't eat sugar or at least eat less of it. We shouldn't drink soft drinks and alcohol and, uh, you know, a variety of other poor behaviors. We all know these things, but how often are you doing those things, right? So a child knowing that you said they should be in bed by 9.30 or 10 and they stay up well past that time reading or playing in their room, Well, isn't that the exact same thing you're doing? So that's the first step. Acknowledge that you understand "Hmm, my rules aren't always your priority or uh, a healthy behavior isn't always top of mind for you or the first thing you're going to go to, right? The next thing is you talk it out, right? People want to feel seen, be seen, be understood, So show them that you understand their perspective and then try and help them understand your perspective. So I know you wouldn't, I know you're not trying to break my rules of, you know, bedtime as a disrespect to me. You're a, you're a good kid. Uh, You're a loving kid. I know you care about me, but you know, this is, this is important to me. And and I just want to kind of understand from your side, like, what is it that, that's kind of pulling you to stay up later. Okay, I get that, right? So they can explain it to you. And then you explain your your side. Like, I get it. You know, we all, we all do things that uh, sort of stretch the boundaries at times or find it more interesting to read than to go to bed at a, at a proper hour. And so I understand that, but I want you to understand that there's kind of a couple things here. Like number one, I I really want you to be healthy and well and sharp. And I want your brain to develop correctly because you're growing and sleep is one of the main things for, you know, developing your brain. Side note, if you haven't read why we sleep, I suggest you go get that book. (laughs) No, but you get what I'm driving at, right? So you explain your perspective and help, help them be seen and heard help them see and hear you. And when you do that, your chances of getting the result you want are going to go up. And number two, they still get to live their life. (laughs) So you're not always going to have your boundaries respected, um, even though that is one of your main jobs as a parent is to create those boundaries. And some of them are going to get broken, but it's never really helpful to, um, shame your kids and make them feel bad about that and say that you just don't respect me and, and, you know, give them a bunch of negative emotion around what you're demanding of them, despite the fact that you yourself aren't obeying all of your own rules, much less other people's rules. So anyway, there's a handful of tips for you guys. Um, I thought that's, this was a really good episode on parenting a lot of great information. The The full episode is it's like an hour long. So if you want to listen to the two of them discuss it, I'll put the link below. Uh, I hope you found some of this information valuable for your life and that you can go execute on this to improve your relationships and help your children grow into really confident, 
powerful people in their own right. So thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.